If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are loaded tonight. We got Chip Roy, Miranda Devine, Naomi Wolf, Economy Talk, a hilarious light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time to talk about the economy. It's a hurricane. It's we, right now. It's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, yeah, Sandy or or uh, Andrew or something like that. And it's you, you better brace yourself. That that doesn't sound good. <laughs> That's the CEO of J.P. Morgan. Maybe the part that hit me most was where he says, you know, we think we're doing fine now. Uh, no, we don't. We don't think we're doing fine. We know we're not doing fine. People are hurting right now. I read you all the numbers on last night's show. I'm not going to do it again tonight. But we are witnessing something that we haven't really seen in a while in this country. And frankly, depending on how, on how old you are, you may have no memory of something like this. We're looking at a decreased standard of living. And here in America, we've been so blessed that we haven't really experienced that, have we? I mean, when you think about it, when you think about the arc of time, things are only getting better. You know, that's, that's what we're used to. It only goes up. Sometimes it goes up like this and sometimes gradually up, but it only goes up. You've got more options, more access, better things now than your parents did, right? medical, cars, gadgets, everything's getting better for you, has always gotten better for you, has always gotten better for me. Maybe not anymore. Maybe we're coming up on something where that's going to change. Because remember, you want to talk about the arc of history, it doesn't always go up. History goes up and down and way up and way down and way Where are we at right now? What are we in? Well, I'll tell you where we're in right now. We're in something that doesn't seem like there's a way out of it. And that is this death spiral of the economy and the death spiral of the value of your dollar. The Congressional Budget Office, that's also known as the CBO, they were 
digging in, trying to figure out where did all this inflation, where did all the worst of this come from? Quote, the CBO blame, squarely blames Biden's 2021 COVID stimulus bill for today's high inflation. And I may differ with them on that a little bit. Yes, there is no question Joe Biden's stimulus bill it took inflation that was already coming, that was already rolling down, and it just slammed on the gas pedal, and now we're all just taking it in the shorts. There's no question about that. I agree. But laying this all at the feet of a stimulus bill where Joe Biden is simply not correct, and I don't care how good it makes you feel to do that or good it makes me feel to do that. We should not do that. We have to be the adults here especially if we're going into hard times and it looks like we are now is the time we have to be the adults and talk about why we're here you remember what i was saying back in the day we don't have to go into it i'll, I'll play you a little something here in a minute but about stopping an economy let's let's again let's get to set all the virus stuff aside for for right now stopping an economy I've said this before on the show, I'm going to say this again, because it's so important people understand how an economy actually works. Let's say I own a sandwich shop, Jesse's Sandwiches. It would probably be delicious, right? We wouldn't serve any cold sandwiches, but I'm not going into that right now. Jesse's Sandwich Shop. All right, so in my sandwich shop, what do I need? I have employees. They all have bills to pay and families. I need supplies. I have to get bread. I have to get pepperoni. I have to get mayonnaise. I have to get pack packaging for my stuff. Ooh, when are the chips coming in? Oh, I need some new soda in the fountain machines. You know, it's all the things that are they're gonna, gonna pull together my sandwich shop. Well, if a politician, president, senator, governor, mayor, tells me and all the other sandwich shops in town, stop, you're not essential. Close your doors and go home. Well, that doesn't just affect me. Yes, I'm in trouble. I'm in obviously serious trouble because I have rent to pay. I probably don't own my building outright. I have food in there that I had planned on selling in order to make a profit. Now that food will go bad before I can open again. Now I've lost things. But now, what about the bread company where I buy bread, where everyone buys bread? Now they're having a stop. Maybe they won't make it. What if their financials are really close? Now they shut down. Now I lost my bread manufacturer. What about my employees? They have bills to pay. How long am I going to be shut down? As soon as I maybe can open back up again, maybe they went somewhere else. Now I have a new and explicit. That's one sandwich shop. We have a $20 trillion economy. $20 trillion. Do you have any idea how many moving parts come with that? I described one sandwich shop. Now think about all the businesses, the endless businesses that find a way to sync up and work together and make an economy go. This way of thinking that in response to a virus or anything that you should just look at your economy and press pause is the most financially devastating thinking in the history of mankind, in the history of mankind. I've just been stunned that people even thought it was an option. And to this day, to this day, all these people, they defend every insane action they've ever done. Here's one of Biden's advisors. Oh, but do you look back now and say, you know what? We juiced the economy too much and we underestimated the risk of overheating the economy and overheating prices. You know, look, <laughs> it's easy to look back on what you said a year ago and, you know, find flaws, and, and I, I could probably do that. I actually thought what I said is something I would continue to stick with. What? And th this is the problem we have right now in our society. We live in a zero accountability society where the people who have destroyed us None of them, none of them, not one. Think about this. Think how crazy this is. Not one of the people, the politicians, the public health officials, none of them, not one of them has gotten up and said, Ugh. my bad. Hey, we zigged when we should have zagged. That's on me. Hey, we got to learn our lesson. Not one has done that. And look, this is all inevitable. This is why the election of Joe Biden is going to be so devastating, because if you had Donald Trump there, yes, it was a disaster under Trump, but at least you know they were trying to solve the problem, or they'd at least be trying to solve it now. We're not. We're not even making an attempt to solve any kind of a problem.
And look, I told you all this was coming because of Republicans and Democrats. I told you endlessly what was coming. And I told you why it was coming. And I'm an idiot. Here's me from March of 2021. Aren't you happy about them standing up against this kind of spending, against this kind of waste? Except I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you get away with that, GOP. I'm not going to let you get away with that. None of you. The GOP lined up for the last four years. Four years. And voted yes, and voted yes, and voted yes, and voted yes on multiple, massive spending bills. What moral high ground do Republicans have to stand on now? We've made this bed once again. And now we're shocked when the Democrats lay down in it. (laughs) But no one cares. Truth is, no one cares. And no one's going to care until the whole house of cards come crashing down. And everyone's going to look around and they're going to say, well, how'd this happen? How'd this happen? Well, here's the hard truth of it. Talk about making you uncomfortable. Here's the hard truth of it. When that happens, you and I will both have to go look in the mirror and say, that's on me. I never demanded better. So I never got better. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. And now the house of cards is crumbling. Who do we blame? Do we point all our fingers at Joe Biden and we just wash our hands of all of it? No, no, we did fine. It's all them. It's a lie. I mean, look, if you you just want to point fingers at Joe Biden, at least do it with gas prices because that is all his fault. Remember the Trump gas prices? I sure do. National average is now $4.72 a gallon. $4.72 a gallon. And that's just unleaded. Let's have a brief talk about something else. And this is part of why we're in so much trouble, part of why Joe Biden, his election is such a disaster. We already would have had inflation, right, because of idiotic Republican spending. We already would have had massive inflation. They already would have had to raise interest rates. Yes, Joe Biden has made those situations worse, but we already would have had that. High gas prices are a a devastating addition when we're already hurting. It's as if we have all these rocks loaded on our back and we're barely standing up straight and then you have high gas prices as some massive boulder, someone comes and just chucks on our back with everything else. Gas prices raise the cost of everything. They raise the cost of your standard of living, meaning they lower your standard of living. And let's talk about diesel. That was just unleaded. We've used this experiment before, use it again. You're watching me right now, probably on your TV or smartphone or pad, but look around you. Look around in your room. How many of the things you have in your life have been on a truck at one point or another? Probably 100% of what's around you has been on a truck. Trucks run on diesel fuel. Diesel fuel is going through the roof right now. So not only are we getting crushed by inflation and crushed by interest rates, we have gas prices that are smashing us into the center of the earth. And look, the truth is it's easier to stop an economy than it is to get it going again. And it's easier to crush an energy industry than it is to get it going again. Joe Biden actually said it pretty well. There's a lot going on uh, right now, but the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. Not likely in the near term. And he's right. You can't just flip that switch back on again. Elections have consequences. And look, don't let them do this thing now where they act all bummed out because your prices are too high. They're not bummed out. It was two weeks ago, Joe Biden called it an incredible transition. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. They're not bummed about the energy sector. Now, the energy energy crisis, that's intentional. They did that on purpose. They look at your $6 a gallon gas and they say... Good. Pay that price, peasant. That's what you get for poisoning Mother Earth. The baby formula crisis is just standard level government incompetence. I mean, this is something people were talking about way back in February. We, because we overregulate the baby formula industry and we don't allow the import of healthier baby formulas, we have 
a horrible bottleneck in the baby formula industry. And when you start shutting down baby formula places like Abbott, you're going to create shortages. And now mothers are wondering how they're going to be able to feed their children. How on top of this is the Biden administration? Well, they can't even get the timeline straight. Someone called here at the White House to say this could be an issue that requires presidential involvement. So I don't have the timeline on that. Here's the deal. I became aware of this problem sometime in after April, in early April, about how intense it was. From everything I've, I've known, and FDA has kept me apprised of this from last year, uh, we have been moving as quickly as we can. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, just pause here for a quick moment. I, I'm, I apologize. So Biden's people knew about the baby formula shortage last year that's what he said right he just said last year they did say last year and joe biden is well i became uh uh aware of it in april okay so either joe biden is lying not that that would be brand new to him or joe biden's people don't even bother telling him about major issues major crisis coming in the united states of america do i have that about right and i mean look I know they're all communists around him, but who can blame them for not telling him anything? He basically admits all the time, eh, I don't know what I'm doing. Today, we're announcing the United Airlines has agreed to offer cargo space for Kendall NutriCare uh, for the delivery of 3.7 bottles of the formula here in the States. Did you, and I'm going to ask this to your other colleagues, did you anticipate that the closure of the Abbott facility because it was produced, not producing the quality that was necessary that would have this profound an effect immediately? No, we, we knew from the very beginning this would be a very serious event. I don't think anyone anticipated the impact of the shutdown of one facility. Did the CEOs just tell you that they understood it would have a very big impact? They did, but I didn't. We can't let up in the, infant, in the infant formula market back uh, until it's all the way back to normal. And that's going to take a couple more months, but we're making significant progress. Is the president satisfied with the FDA's response in this crisis? Yes, he's satisfied. Gosh, that's painful. Well, hey, nobody knew. I mean, did you guys know? Oh, yeah, we knew. We told everyone. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> President of the United States. All right, Congressman Chip, Chip Roy joins us here in just a minute. Before we get to Chip, let's talk about something decent, right? Let's talk about your health insurance. You don't have to pay health insurance money every single month to a health insurance company that dumps all over your values. It's Pride Month right now. I'm sure you know that by now. Go look up your health insurance company and the things they're saying. Then go look up One Share Health the faith-based insurance company that doesn't spit on you and what you believe in. Great coverage options, great prices, 24-7 telehealth, dental, whatever you need. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly promo code Jesse Kelly and sign up with the health insurance company that shares your values. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. Unanticipated. Huh, that is wild. Unanticipated. Joining me now, one of the great congressmen we have in this country, my friend Chip Roy, congressman from Texas. Chip? Man, this was all unanticipated. Who could have seen any of this coming? Certainly not Janet Yellen. 
Well, of course they can't anticipate it. They're too busy causing it. That's the reality, yeah. right? They're spending a lot of money we don't have. They're driving up the cost of goods and services. And, and importantly, they're restricting the production of American energy, oil and gas, nuclear power, all the things that would drive down the cost of goods. Diesel is off the charts, inventory is low. And now they're in a war in Ukraine uh, that we never voted on. And they're continuing to disrupt the supply uh, of our own production at the same time they're at war. So yeah, who could have seen inflation in an environment where you're paying people not to work and you're cutting off our energy? Yeah, it is amazing how all the smart people in this society are absolute utter morons. Congressman, I want to ask you about something that's not getting a ton of pub out there. The WHO Treaty. You can hear about it here and there, but it is dangerous. What's, what is this thing? What's going on with it? Yeah, well, there's a lot we get into, but the short version is simple. Uh, the World Health Organization is one of these, you know, um, uh, international organizations that tries to step all over our sovereignty and make decisions for us, and then we fund them. Right, it's amazing, right? We give them billions of dollars and then we wonder why, oh gosh, what are they doing? Well, maybe stop giving them the money. Uh, that's why I introduced a bill January of last year, long before all this was breaking, saying we should defund the World Health Organization. Stop giving them money. I've done the same thing over the UN and their refugee program that's screwing Israel, uh, trying to go chase you know, some sort of dream of the Palestinians. Look, the reality is with the World Health Organization, you've got a situation now where they're trying to take global pandemic measures to then interfere with our ability as Americans to do our job. Now, there's a lot about all these amendments. Look, truthfully, some of those were drafted under the Trump administration. They're trying to go, go after some of China. The intent wasn't terrible, but the overall mission of what they're trying to do at WHO is a problem. And over the next two years, they're trying to assert more authority in order to basically interfere with our ability to make decisions. And you know where that goes. I mean, it's bad enough dealing with Fauci and our American bureaucrats. Can you imagine the World Health Organization combined with Fauci with, with you know, power to be able to influence our decisions? Heck no to that. Good grief. All right, Congressman, we have a new Environmental Justice Department. Apparently this is falling under HHS. Environmental Justice. I just love that word. Now, my problem is not that the communists created one. I'm not exactly surprised by that. That's what they do. My problem is, what are we actually going to do if and when we take power back about this? Are we going to eliminate it? Are we going to eliminate anything? Are we going to have a couple hearings with a good soundbite that we can send out fundraising emails for? What are we going to do to fight back against this? Otherwise, all of Biden's gains are permanent gains. Yeah, well, that's the actual question that we need to be asking is we're all heading to the uh, voting booth this November. It's not enough just to, quote, take back the House. we got to take back America. So you need Republicans who are going to be pledging to actually reverse this stuff. So they create this garbage, which isn't has nothing to do with health care. It has everything in the world to do with advancing their agenda. You say it all the time. This is what the communist does. I'm in a judiciary hearing right now dealing with guns and wanting to take over our Second Amendment rights. But they want to do this and use the power of government to produce and push their agenda. So we ought to defund it. So come September 30th, we're going to be forced with deciding how we're going to fund the government, because that's when our current funding expires. Every Republican should be asked the question, are you going to continue to vote to fund the very bureaucracy and tyranny that is going after you, that is restricting our energy, that is empowering the FBI, that is paying DHS not to secure the border? that is paying DOD to, you know, teach woke garbage and to have, you know, colored bullets on helmets by the Marines. I mean, it's <laughs> absolutely extraordinary, but you're paying for it. That's, that's what's crazy. Republicans go, oh, well, I guess we got to pay for it because Biden's the president. What in the hell? Like, Republicans should wake up and say, stop funding that garbage. Congressman Chip Roy, I can, please keep doing what you're doing over there. Thank you for giving us some time today. I know you're super busy. I appreciate you. Now, good as always. Thank you. God bless. You bet. We'll see. Let's cross our fingers and hope we get some actual action this time. All right. Before I let you go here, and you believe me, have I ever told you, make sure you hang on, silence the kids, silence the home, and buckle up for an interview? I'm about to tell you to do that. We have Dr. Naomi Wolf coming next. Pfizer, vaccines, the FDA... What they lied about, your jaw is going to drop when you hear what this woman has to say. Before we get to that, let's talk about the greatest air purifier ever, Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Let's talk about the fact that it eliminates all the odors in your home. It doesn't cover them up. It's not that weird oil thing that your wife has plugged into the outlet in the wall. It eliminates them. It eliminates viruses, mold, 
I don't even own allergy medication anymore because I own three Eden Pure Thunderstorms instead. I keep one where I sleep, one where my son sleep, and one in the living area. Go get yourself a three-pack of this thing. And you know what? Do what everyone else seems to do. Email me once you do and tell me about it. Everyone loves it. I love it. I, I show up to emails every day. Oh, my gosh, you weren't lying. It was the best. They have a three-pack for sale under $200. That's $200 off. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE and get yourself a three-pack for under 200 bucks. We'll be back. Did you know we have 55,000 Pfizer documents now? I mean, you probably don't know because we don't have this thing called, what is that starts with a J, journalism here in the United States of America. But we do have 55,000 documents and they don't make Pfizer look good. All this vaccine nonsense, if we're still calling it that, yikes. Well, I do know somebody who's looked into this whole thing. You might want to hear what she has to say. Joining me now, Dr. Naomi Wolf, co-founder and CEO of DailyClout.io and author of the book, You Might Want to Pick Up the Bodies of Others. Doctor, what's in these documents that I, I mean, I've been looking through the New York Times and the Washington Post. I've got them all in front of me here. I can't find anything about these 55,000 Pfizer documents. That seems like it would be important. What's in there? Yeah, I mean, you're literally describing the biggest headline that major media is completely ignoring um, with the greatest, biggest story, I think, of, of our era. And they're just completely tuning it out. So basically what happened was that a court ordered um, Pfizer and the FDA to release these 55,000 documents that the FDA had requested the court to maintain under wraps for 75 years after we were all long gone. And uh, the documents being released, of course, journalists like you and me would have a hard time going through them, understanding them, vast trove, very technical. But something really extraordinary happened. Um, Steve Bannon's The War Room sent out a call for volunteers and Daily Clout, my news site, sent out a call for volunteers. and. Uh, 3,000 highly credentialed experts responded. Um, so we have this team of doctors, nurses, biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, uh, lab clinicians, the biological scientists who are reading through the Pfizer documents and issuing easy to understand reports. And you can find them all on dailycloud.io. And the headlines of what they found are really shocking. I mean, the the summary is that Pfizer has been committing a massive experiment on the human race. I don't, I don't think it's too much to say that with with murderous outcomes um, and, not, and not telling us. And also our government knew uh, and, and hid it. They, it. they knew every single thing. These documents say FDA confidential at the bottom of many of them. And they, they did not disclose to us. So some of the main headlines are, um, Pfizer knew and the FDA knew a month after the rollout in November of 2020 that the vaccines did not work. They knew they had, quote, their words, waning efficacy or vaccine failure. Um, and they gave limited, if any, uh, protection. Well, you and I didn't know that until April of the following year after millions of people had accepted two vaccines thinking, this is it, I'm done. I, you know, I'm protected because that's what we were told by the spokesmodels and by the um, the uh, government uh, employees, the government agencies, um, safe and effective. Our president said, you know, you will be completely protected once you're vaccinated. They knew it wasn't true. Uh, and it wasn't until April of 2021 when a study came out of Israel showing waning efficacy and then oh wow i guess you need a booster i guess you need six boosters right ultimately we found the cdc documents showing they planned for six different boosters long ago but the fda knew this um six months before and did not tell us um we weren't told that the mrna the lipid nanoparticles and the spike protein does not stay in the deltoid injection site even though every doctor every spokesperson claimed that it did I had doctors telling me when I said, where does it go? They said, oh, it stays in the deltoid, of course. Not true. Pfizer knew and the FDA knew that within 48 hours, it goes right into your bloodstream 
And from there, it lodges in your liver. And again, many, many children are having liver problems now. People are mystified. It goes into your liver. It goes into your adrenals, your lymph nodes. And if you're a woman, it goes into your ovaries um, and lodges there. They knew that. Um, Pfizer lost hundreds of, of records of, of adverse events. They stopped locating them. Uh, Pfizer knew that about four months after the rollout of the mass vaccination, there had been 42, more than 42,000 adverse events. Oh, more than 1,200 people died. And four of those people died on the day that they were injected. Four of those people died on the day that they were injected. Pfizer knew, oh, this one is one of my most distressing headlines. As a mother and as a stepmother, they knew in May of 2021 that uh, 35 teenagers had had heart damage a week after having been injected with mRNA uh, vaccines, and they didn't tell us. Uh, the FDA knew they didn't tell us. Millions of teens, including young adults that I love, as a result of the rollout and the EUA approval in June of 2021, saying, go ahead, it's okay for teens, safe and effective. Um, they didn't tell parents till August of 2021 about myocardial. Um, so that was four months in which parents did not have informed consent and went ahead and got their minors injected, even though young adults and teenagers and children are at very little to no risk from COVID if they don't have serious comorbidities. Um, Pfizer, grief. oh, here's one. And, and then I, I'll get to the babies. I have to get to the babies before you stop me. But uh, Moderna's dose, according to the Pfizer documents, is 100 micrograms of these lipid nanoparticles, spike protein, and mRNA. Um, Pfizer's dose for adults is 30, so less than a third the same amount. Pfizer knew that 100 micrograms was so dangerous and had so many more adverse events that they stopped it internally due to its reactogenicity. That's their word. But they didn't tell my mom who got the 100 microgram Moderna dose. They didn't tell anyone who got the, the first and second Moderna dose that the, the amount was too high and that it was dangerous and maybe they shouldn't take the booster or they shouldn't take that second shot. They should wait and be observed. They did not tell anyone, but they knew it was too dangerous and they dropped it internally. Um, let me fast forward to really horrific, the most horrific headlines are the ones that have just come out in the last week or two from these volunteers. So I asked them to drill down into pregnancy and childbirth and lactation because I did the research and I share this with readers and the bodies of others, showing that the CDC was saying safe and effective, and the New York Times was saying safe and effective for pregnant women, but there were no studies, no studies showing that that was true. Well, the Pfizer document volunteers found that the claims that the vaccines were safe and effective for pregnant women was based on a study of 44 French rats that lasted for 42 days. Uh, there wasn't even enough time given these rats, these mother rats, to give birth and see if their baby rats were okay. They autopsied the fetuses, decided they were fine for human women and their babies. And then the people who ran this uh, study were doctors who were shareholders or employees of Pfizer and BioNTech. And BioNTech is the subsidiary that makes the Pfizer vaccines. Um, so it's totally conflicted study of 44 French rats. In the internal documents, it shows that babies are getting sick and dying from vaccinated mothers. It shows that 270 women, even though pregnant women were excluded from the trials, right? So therefore no basis on which to say they were safe and effective. Nonetheless, 270 women got pregnant during the, uh, during the, the period that they were being followed by Pfizer. Um, <laughs> the records of 230 of those are gone. No one can find them, they are missing. But 36 pregnant women were followed they gave birth, vaccinated women, 28 of those women lost their babies. Oh. 20 women, the babies died. It gets worse. Um, a, 
an Israeli journalist named Etana Hecht looked at, at what the Pfizer volunteers were finding, and she pulled together uh, news articles from three different countries. The countries are Scotland, Canada, and Israel. And there is a baby die-off, and we now know why that's happening. Um, in Canada, in one province, Ontario, they usually have a baseline of five or six dead babies, ne you know, neonatal deaths. They, in one three-month period after the province got heavily vaccinated, 86 babies died. So yeah. it was so bad that documentary uh, testimony about this. In Scotland, where I used to live, it's an almost completely vaccinated country. In 2021, when everyone got vaccinated, they, the rate of fetal death, I'm sorry, newborn death doubled. Twice as many newborns died. And in Haifa, in Israel, at Rambam Hospital, vaccinated mothers uh, had a stillbirth, spontaneous abortion, and miscarriage rate 34% above that of unvaccinated mothers. So there's a baby die because you've got to scale those numbers, those signals among 190 you know, vaccinated countries. And if you're wondering why, uh, the, the War Room Daily Cloud volunteers seem to have found at least one of the reasons why. Um, and it's shocking, but it's predictable. Polya, I'm sorry, Lipid nanoparticles, they're hard, fatty casings. They hold, they contain the mRNA. They're tiny, but they're hard. They're made of, of, of a fatty substance. Well, this is zooming around in your body, and it's, it's going through every human membrane. It crosses the blood-brain barrier, so that can account for the strokes and dementia-type issues that we're seeing, the hemorrhages, the clotting, so many clotting adverse events. But it also, it also traverses the amniotic membrane. So these hard, fatty alien particles are getting inside the amniotic fluid where the baby lives. And not only that, um, even if the babies are, are, you know, are born okay, uh, what we're finding is that, and this is an NIH uh, study, preprint has shown this, polyethylene glycol, which is in the Pfizer injections, is a, a petroleum byproduct. It's in white strips, for instance. You're not supposed to ingest it or inject it into your body. And it's in the vaccines. And so vaccinated mothers in the Pfizer documents were showing suppressed lactation. And they were showing four of them, their breast milk turned blue-green. I'm not making this up. Oh. Which Harvey Risch said informally, you know, that coloration shows a problem with the blood. And of course, breast milk is related to blood. So the polyethylene glycol is showing up in trace amounts in breast milk that was tested. Well, what's a trace amount if you're a newborn? You're a tiny newborn with no immunities. This is your only food. You're ingesting polyethylene glycol, and the babies in the studies of vaccinated mothers were showing gastrointestinal distress, agitation, and sleeplessness. Well, we're getting reports of that uh, from mothers across the country. Um, so and we don't know, like they, they followed them for two weeks. We don't know if those babies are thriving or failing to thrive. Um, and there were examples of failing to thrive in the Pfizer documents. And in fact, one nursing baby of a vaccinated mother died um, and was found to have liver inflammation in the Pfizer documents. So this is happening at a time that they're Doctor. like, yes, I should stop. That's the headline. No, 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 I am sorry. I just, I flat out ran out of time. That was the best daggone 13 minutes I have ever heard and shockingly informative. I will be spreading this everywhere. Dr. Naomi Wolf, thank you so much. Please come back soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving me the chance. That is, that's crimes against humanity. That's what that is. Crimes against humanity. All right, look, hey, it's a perfect time to bring this up. Which of your local businesses took part in this disaster? What local business of yours said, get a, get a vaccine or don't come in? Who supports your values and who doesn't? You don't know, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have some list in my head, but I don't have to. I have a list on my phone, Public SQ. Public SQ, it's right in your app store on your phone. Go download it. It will tell you where you should and shouldn't spend your money. How often do we talk about putting our money where our morals are? Public SQ tells you how to do that. Do it. We'll be back.
Whatever happened with that Hunter Biden laptop thing? I mean, it, it is the son of the president of the United States of America, and it, we now know it's all verified, it's all true. So, I mean, whatever happened with it? Are, are we finding new things on there? Might as well bring in the expert for that, huh? Miranda Devine, of course, with the New York Post and author of the book, You Really Should Be Digging Through Laptop from Hell about this whole thing. Miranda, first, you have a column up in the New York Post with some new info on the Hunter Biden thing. What is it? Well, hi, Jesse. Look, what's happening is, I guess, the empire strikes back. This is uh, the kind of attempt to um, spin the narrative, to uh, tilt it back in Hunter's favour on the laptop. And uh, it's being run by Hunter's new best friend, a, a very wealthy entertainment lawyer in Los Angeles called Kevin Morris, who made his fortune um, representing the South Park guys. So uh, he's become, according to other of Hunter's friends, Hunter's new sugar brother. He's lent him um, over $2 million to pay back his uh, overdue tax bill to help him out with this probe in Delaware into Hunter's tax and uh, tax affairs and overseas business dealings uh, to try and get him off the hook there. And also, apparently, Kevin Morris is paying $20,000 a month uh, for Hunter's Malibu house. So he's obviously a very good friend. Nice to have a friend like that. Uh, but what he's also done, apparently, is assemble a sort of a war room of, a, of about uh, 30 investigators and lawyers to uh, basically avenge Hunter and uh, to try and, and tilt uh, the story back in their favour. And they're not, um, from what I can tell, I mean, I, I've spoken uh, to Kevin Morris, uh, from what I can tell, they're not um, actually contesting the content of the laptop or the damning material uh, that is, is evidence of the Biden family's influence peddling scheme in, in China and Russia and Romania and so on, which ripped them tens of millions of dollars during uh, Joe Biden's vice presidency. But uh, they're, they're not tackling that. But what they are trying to do is sort of muddy the waters uh, and, and you know, put up a smoke screen, I guess, about the origins of the laptop. Um, Kevin Morris has sort of constructed this sort of vast right-wing conspiracy that involves Roger Stone and Keith Abloh, who was Hunter's former um, therapist, psychiatrist, uh, and a whole bunch of other characters that really have nothing to do uh, with the laptop. But he's sort of dragooning them in and concocted this, this sort of far-fetched story that says that they... Uh, some you know stole Hunter's laptop or hacked the cloud or did something and and manufactured uh, this this you know this material uh, well not the material they're actually not disputing the material because it's kind of impossible to do that but they are disputing that John Paul Mac Isaac uh, received the laptop from Hunter Biden um, that's what they're trying to dispute and I guess. I mean, it sounds sort of silly. Why would you waste time doing that? Uh, but, but I think that there is a lot of, you know, on the left, there are media allies of the Democrats and of the Bidens in particular, who are very ready to accept any sort of new narrative that would exonerate Joe Biden or somehow, um, uh, I don't know, prove that they were not remiss when they buried the story back in October 2020 before the election. Miranda, now, full disclosure here, I'm not a journalist, I'm an idiot. You're the journalist, but I have to tell you, I do have to deal with lawyers. I just had to do a contract not too long ago, and I, my lawyer is a good friend of mine, very good lawyer, but still, he had. we went back and forth, four or five emails, something on a contract, and at the end, I think I had a bill for like $2,000. Lawyers are not cheap. A no. war room of 30 people and a big shot California attorney costs a fortune. A, Mal a Malibu mansion, as you mentioned, giving Hunter Biden $2 million, I believe you said, to pay his taxes. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that he's that good of a friend. That reeks of a big financial backer with some kind of interest, right? Or am I just being the vast right-wing conspiracy you just warned about? Yeah, I mean, look, that's certainly on first blush what it would seem to be. I mean, Kevin Morris is very wealthy himself. 
So it could be that he's doing this alone, this uh, this altruistic, uh, you know, effort, uh, or it could be that there are a lot of Democrat donors who are getting together to try and crush this story because they can see that the more the American public finds out about it, uh, the more outraged they are, and I guess the more damaging it is for uh, the Biden administration and the Democrats' prospects at the midterms and, in fact, in 2024. All right, Miranda, you mentioned the investigation. I, I don't think, sadly, most people even realize there is an investigation going on. This guy is being looked into. What is yeah. the status of that? What's it look like? Is he going down? I have a hard time believing the son of the yeah. president will go down, but who knows? What, what's happening with this? Well, I mean, it has been a criminal investigation there run by the U.S. attorney in Delaware and the grand jury there has called a lot of uh, crucial witnesses. And we also know uh, that some of those witnesses have been asked about Joe Biden. They've been asked, who is the big guy? And the big guy we know from the laptop and from Tony Bobulinski is Joe Biden, who was slated to get a 10% cut of a, a deal with the Chinese energy company at one point. So, um, so that's interesting. Uh, if they were to pull on the threads there, they would uh, find that that investigation goes to Joe Biden. Now, I... Uh, and, and, you know, understand, I mean, I have been told that the grand jury has completed its work and that the next stage uh, is imminent. And that would be uh, whether, you know, to indict Hunter or whether to, that Hunter has entered into a plea, you know, maybe pleads no contest. Uh, that could be another scenario and receives perhaps a fine, uh, perhaps a suspended sentence. Uh, I, I can't see any scenario where the president's son would go to jail. Um, that would be extraordinary. But there is, you know, that they have been looking. It's not just uh, unpaid taxes. It's also uh, looking at foreign agent, agent registration uh, violations, um, which uh, we've seen during the Trump era, various Trump allies have been caught up in in that law, which was never really applied strictly until the Trump era. Uh, but Paul Manafort, as we know, went to jail for Farrah violations. Uh, but more recently, um, there, there, there has been leniency on that and people have been allowed to sort of register as foreign agents after the fact and then uh, any, any penalties get downgraded to civil penalties. Um, and then there's also, they were looking at money laundering there in Delaware as well. So uh, there, there's some pretty serious issues going on. And uh, I, I mean, I have no doubt that Hunter Biden will get out of it um, relatively easily, but still they, they, these issues cannot be waved away as nothing. Miranda Devine, New York Post. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. Great to talk to you. All right. We have a light in the mood that'll put a smile on your face. Next. We got a smorgasbord. That, that's a hard word. I'm not sure if I said it right. We have a smorgasbord of light in the mood stuff for you tonight. I mean, who doesn't love to make fun of CNN and the propaganda machine? That's our job around here, isn't it? I mean, let's let's begin <laughs> with this. To take very seriously that... Oh, 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 whoa, 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 guys. Our camera fell <laughs> down. Okay. Oh. Brian Dees, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Also, Michael Avenetti. You remember this scumbag... You couldn't, I mean, you couldn't escape the guy. He was all over TV the second he started coming out and blasting away at Trump. Well, it turns out, surprise, surprise, he's not very trustworthy. I am shocked that the porn lawyer didn't turn out to be on the up and up. But he's so not on the up and up, he ended up getting four years in prison. And I thought, you know, it'd probably be appropriate to pay homage to CNN and how they covered Michael. 
He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the Look, country. It, it, Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. And is he really thinking about running for president? Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You look at the field of Democrats right now and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide they value a fighter most, yes. people would be foolish to underestimate Michael yeah. Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. How great is that? All right. I'll see you. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.